Have you ever finally got the courage up to step into your voice, to step into your own, and to know that you are ready to serve and give the value out to the world that you know you have? And then you make the Facebook group, or you go live, or you do the thing, and you feel like it's crickets, but it can be so frustrating. You have all this value and all of this to give, and you just feel like you're not having that engagement you want. Today we're going to talk with Sam Kimberly, and she's a multi-passionate who has went from grad school to law school to director of a nonprofit to now running her own business, having her own group, having the engagement, and it's all with these five things to boost your engagement. Let's go. Welcome back to the Multi-Passionate Mompreneur Podcast, where we choose to focus our energy, embrace our strengths, and move toward the compelled businesswomen we were meant to be. It's time to free ourselves from the chaos and the constant stream of ideas and build a life of impact and joy that honors our hard stuff, that makes meaning of our losses, and that helps us to make an impact in the world. It's time to finally take our power back and gain the follow-through that we've been desperately needing while also learning to leave the swirl behind. I'm Angel McElhaney, motherless daughter, self-discovery junkie, and not-so-master juggler of my crazy crew. And I believe you can have it all. So put down that to-do list, grab that coffee, and let's get to work, one day at a time, together. And today I am talking with Sam Kimberly, and she's a writer, a poet, and a polymer clay artist. And she's also a founder of a Creative Life Scholar group. And that's actually the group that I'm in because I think that um, it's really great to have that online support, that community of like-minded people. And I love that you're building a community through group coaching. I also want you to tell us a little bit about what you're doing in there. But first, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Um, I'm really glad you're here. And I'd love to for first for you to share a little bit about, about your story that, um, I mean, we spoke a little bit about it, but just kind of give us the background on how you got here. Sure. So I was on the wheel of fear, is something I like to call it, where you graduate from college and you think you have a plan. And I went to, so I thought I had a plan and I went to grad school and I thought I wanted to be a professor. Lo and behold, that plan just didn't really work. I would have had to go to spend some time in India um, really to pursue the interests that I was interested in in grad school, which was comparative world religions with a focus on Eastern philosophy. And going to India for several years just didn't really fit into my life plan at that point. So I had to reevaluate and reassess and I was afraid and I didn't want to be free falling. I didn't want to go on the creative journey. That wasn't something that I was even knew anything about at that time. So I decided to go to law school because who doesn't love a lawyer and what, you know, law degree can get you anywhere and all those stupid things that people say about being a lawyer and going to law school, all of which are not true. You should really only go to law school if you want to be a lawyer. And so, but I did not know that then. I know that now. I graduated from law school. I did all the right things, passed the bar the first time got a great job, got several fantastic jobs, ended up as the director of a nonprofit. And that's when I realized that I had been pursuing someone else's dream. And I had just been on this wheel of, you know, I can't stop because if I stop, then I have to really assess what I'm doing and figure out that this isn't really what I'm meant to be doing with my life. And so you went from law school, grad school, 
All, and now to this creative side, like how, so what shift, you mentioned fear, but how did you overcome that? Right. So I found this podcast called Don't, uh, Don't Keep Your Day Job. I don't know if you're, for, are you familiar? Okay. Mm -hmm. You're familiar with, you're in that group too. Okay. Yep. Um, I have so a thing found, with groups. <laughs> yeah. I, I was just feeling not great about myself one evening and my husband was out of town on work and I was by myself in the house and I found Kathy Heller's podcast and that just gave me the permission that I needed to, to take, retake control of my life. And I left my job. It was a great position. It was fantastic to have the position that I had. It was coveted. And I left it because it wasn't my path. And I started kind of forming my own path as of August of last year when I left. So what did you do at first? Did you kind of have a plan at, or did you just decide to do the soul searching part after or... So how did you so, get like, so I left in August, I left my job in August. I started kind of the quote unquote soul searching part <laughs> of my life in January of 2019. So it, I took all of that time from January to August to really do a lot of assessing of my skills and what I was passionate about and what I wanted to do and asked all the questions. Um, I, I'm really good at writing. So I started with the idea of a blog, couldn't really get behind it. The energy just wasn't behind it. Mm -hmm. And then I thought about what I like to do as a kid and at polymer clay art is what I love to do when I was a kid. I love to work with my hands. I love to create things. So I started creating um, mostly jewelry out of polymer clay. Yeah. And that was what I wanted to do when I left my job. I thought that that was going to be like my main bread and butter thing that I did. Yeah. Isn't that funny that you think that it's going to be one and then clearly you have multiple because I think once you start getting creative, you realize like, oh, I can actually do this and I can do this. So how right. did you, because I think that one of, it's very popular right now and it's not that it's not warranted, but everyone wants you to niche down, niche down, niche down. And I have always felt very resistant to that. Like, ah, uh, like I like all those things. So how did you navigate that? And are you more so like branding yourself as yourself and then kind of putting all these things under the umbrella of you? Or are you just pivoting whenever it says pivot and just putting it towards your group? Because your group's pretty um, broad. Like it is, there's all kinds of people in there. Can you tell us more about the group? Yeah. So I'd love to tell you about the group because basically the formation of the group is has a really cool story to it. So when I left my job in August and I thought that I was going to be a polymer clay artist and maybe do some poetry on the side because I also love doing poetry, writing poetry, I decided to get a group of strangers together to go through The Artist's Way by Julia Cameron, which is a book that you don't just read, it's really an activity book too. And Kathy Heller always talks about the artist's way and how amazing the artist's way is. And so many people credit their success to the artist's way. And who um, wrote that? Of, what'd you say? Who, who wrote that? The artist's Julia way? Cameron. Julia Cameron. So women, famous women like Elizabeth Gilbert credit her success to the artist, credits her success to the artist's way. Um, Pam from The Office credits her success as an actress to The Artist's Way. Oh, really? A lot of famous people that credit their success to The Artist's Way. So I was intrigued. I wanted to read it and I was afraid to do it myself. So I just- Now I need to. 
<laughs> well, I'm doing it again. We're going through it again okay. in August. So if you're interested or if anyone's okay. interested in doing it with us, we're doing it again. So I got a group of 15 random strangers together through the, you know, internet to do the artist way with me. And we formed this amazing group. And I decided that I didn't, we all decided that we didn't want the experience to end at the end of the end of it. It was so transformational for all of us that we decided to continue on. I made a full year long program. I also offer women's retreats. So that's something that's new that we're going to be offering. We were going to actually have it this month, but of course it got canceled because yeah. of the coronavirus. So we're rescheduling it to the fall. And then I created this Facebook group. So the, the, I went, so what I did was I, at the beginning of this year, beginning of 2020, I went to Kathy Heller's house for an all women's retreat. Yeah, she does retreats there, right? Yes. That sounds And that's when I really realized that the polymer clay stuff that I was doing, the poetry kind of, all of this stuff really, the main thing that I want to be doing is working with people to develop their creativity and I love doing it in these group environments through books. So using books as a tool to um, help people bring out their creativity and, and what's, whatever is inside of them, help develop that with them. Well, it's basically letting them, like you're the, being their guide. Like it's in you all, all, all along, but let the guide kind of come along and like kind of help you get it out. I love exactly. that. Um, and I definitely want to check out that book. I, that sounds right up my alley. <laughs> um, if it's, someone's kind of interested in being creative, but maybe they don't know where to start, like, do you have any suggestions? I mean, we, I guess the artist way, um, either, is that something they could do on their own or more so in a group? It's tough to do on your own. It's definitely possible, but it's okay. a little, if you're the kind of person that likes to dive off the deep end, go mm -hmm. for it. But if you're a little timid, yeah. I might suggest Elizabeth Gilbert's book, Big Magic, as a place to jump off um, in terms of just exploring good creative literature. Okay. But to answer that question, I think it kind of connects to something that you also want, we want to talk about, which was the energy challenge. Oh yeah. That I have going on right now. Well, and I think it's so crazy because you know how you'll like, have something and then you'll keep seeing a different version or something like it's not like it's not even possible that you saw my stuff and that you put it out there or that you saw you know like it's just a thing through a thing through a thing <laughs> which has kind of been amazing honestly even with this whole podcast journey but um it's like I got really into the Enneagram and I still am I'm kind of obsessed you'll have to tell me what you are after this <laughs> but um but that whole idea that based on your Enneagram, like certain things deplete you and certain things um, fuel you up and knowing that then maybe you can kind of try to put more obviously that fuels you up and less of what doesn't and kind of use that information um, and then come to find out. So it's all about energy. And then even with like the layer seven layers of energy and how like if you practice gratitude that you are raising to like a higher level. And I had just done an episode on that. And then it's like, I went in there to do the group, which I don't really get, like, I guess I need to check notifications, but I feel like I won't see a lot, like everything that someone posts, you know, like it'll just pop up. And then I see like your energy challenge. And then, so I went and searched it in there and I'm like, oh, what depletes you? What fuels you up? I'm like, whoa, this is crazy. So yeah, tell us more about that. 
So I had been listening to Kathy's podcast. Really, that's another great place for anyone to start if they're looking to yeah. start with their, you know, exploring their creativity. But I'd been looking at listening to her podcast and I had been trying to find someone that was going to give me some kind of concrete advice. I heard so much like, oh, just think about what you want to do or just think about what you're good at. And it was just so nebulous. And there was no one saying, this is what I should do. This is what you should do to figure out what you should be doing with your time and with your life. Until I heard Alex Benayan's interview with Kathy, the first one. He's got two interviews with her on her podcast now, but the first one was over a year ago now. And he gave extremely concrete advice about what people should do. And if they don't, if people don't know who he is, he's an author. He wrote this book called The Third Door, which is another extremely motivational, inspirational, fantastic book. Happy to talk about that, but let's just uh, finish this part first. <laughs> he, so not in his book, but in Kathy Heller's podcast, he talked about this 30-day energy challenge where you write in a journal for 30 days and every single day in the evening, you write the answer to three questions. What depleted you of energy? What energized you? And what did you learn about yourself? You answer those three questions for 30 days and you will learn really important things about yourself, it will be a huge shift for you. So I'm hearing this and I'm like, okay, finally, I've got this concrete information, something that I can really do to get started on this journey. And that's what I did. I wrote about it. I, I, did, I wrote several articles about it. And this is now my third time doing it this month. I do it every six months. I kind of do it as like a spiritual, emotional cleanse if kind you of a, re a reboot of sorts right so what was that third question it's what depletes you what energized you and then what was it how do you feel about it what or did you learn about yourself? what did you today? learn about it about yourself yes and that is the trickiest question usually because we don't often take stock of what we learn about ourselves every day we learn things about other people we learn things about the computer we learn things about linkedin or pinterest or whatever but we don't learn, we don't take stock of what we learn about ourselves. And it can be really challenging to Well, it's that mindfulness. It's really hard because it's, I mean, that's big, very big. It's basically a 30-day self-awareness challenge so much because you almost have to like look so much inward, which I think is awesome because are you finding um, that people are having a lot of change or having breakthroughs or do you guys talk about that at the end or how does that work? Right. So we don't read the notes that we're writing. We don't read them at all. No one, no one can read them. You don't read them. We no, you don't get anyone else to read them for 15 days. So halfway through we read days one through 15 and then we read days 16 through 30 at the end. So we're not constantly flipping back through your notes to assess what you've learned. It all kind of happens halfway and then at the end. So you're not judging yourself. You're not judging the process. It's all just cathartic, getting it out of you. And so we actually have, we're going to be at day 15 in three days and we have our first half checkpoint on Saturday. So no one should have been looking at their notes. So we don't know exactly what's happened because you think that things have happened that yeah. haven't happened and things that have happened, you're not aware of. 
at this point. People think, oh, it's so boring. I'm not learning anything. This is like stupid. People kind of get that kind of feeling about it. And yeah. then when they go back through their notes, they're like, holy. Sh-. Yeah. Well, and it makes it to where it's like, um, it's that piece of journaling too. I mean, it's pretty widely known that people are saying it's good for you to journal, like get your ideas down on paper. As a writer, you definitely, I'm sure agree with that. Um, and that would take you like one minute, like what depleted me, what (laughs) fueled me up. I mean, um, I mean, I can think of that already today. (laughs) So, so, um, I definitely think that that is a great challenge. And then you do other challenges too, though. Do you do those every month or do you have any other tips for, I guess, engagement in a group or how to go about that? Because I know a lot of people are really wanting community right now with the quarantine and just feeling so disconnected from the world. Thankfully we have the internet, but you know, it makes it to where it's, it's still very isolating and and people need people, you know? So do you have any tips for, um, for how to run a group? Sure. So I'm really just getting started with this group, but it's really about, to me, it's all about showing up and putting, so with Facebook, you can really schedule out most of your posts at the beginning of the week if you're in a group. So that's kind of the difference between a page and a group. A page is a lot more challenging to develop community on, but it's much more outward facing than a Facebook group, which is much easier to develop community. Not to say that it's easy, but um, you know, I do things like the challenges and the prompts in our group. I have monthly challenges each month. So this is a more intense challenge than a lot of the other challenges are. We had the first one was the decluttering challenge. So Mm -hmm. we all kind of focused on decluttering and it all centers around creativity because my group is called Creative Life Scholars too. So when you declutter your space, it declutters your mind and creates more space for creativity. Movement, movement was the second challenge. So moving your body, even if it's just taking a walk or standing up when you were sitting down for hours, just kind of remembering that you have a body because so often when we're entrepreneurs or we're creatives, we get so up in our brains, we Mm -hmm. forget that we even have bodies sometimes. I get so hyper-focused. I was describing it today. It was almost like I'm either totally on, like, (laughs) like a hundred miles an hour, or I'm like totally disengaged, almost like too much. Let me go. And so, which is hard because it's, it's more healthy for you to stop and switch. Do you know what I mean? Like, all right, only work on this for X amount of time. Go take a break, go have a walk, you know, instead I could like stay awake like half the night and, or, you know, like into the hours to finish something. Um, but I definitely think that sounds like a much better plan for sure. Um, I think the key too with kind of reducing the overwhelm of the Facebook group is really scheduling out those posts, doing it at the beginning of the week so that m- most of your meat and potato posts are already done. That isn't to say that all you should do every single post because some posts have to be kind of spur of the moment yeah. live kinds of things. But if you dedicate Fridays to, or like I dedicate Thursdays to gratitude. So all of my posts, the vast majority of what I post in the group on Thursdays is going to be about gratitude. Mondays, Monday mornings, I always put an affirmation first thing Monday morning on my Instagram and on the, you know, I, so like I have a plan about where I put certain things on certain days. 
is. And I think that that really helps you when you have some kind of plan. Well, and it helps you to know that like, cause sometimes I think it can make it feel like you haven't done enough or haven't done stuff in it. And it will basically show you your plan. Do you know mm -hmm. what I mean? Um, and then obviously with, you have a monthly challenge and then these, you know, weekly or biweekly, um, like little posts that it's going to kind of go all together. So would you say that, like, how do you get people to come to your group to like build this audience or how do you up engagement or participation in your challenge? So I, well, first of all, I do things like go on other people's podcasts and talk oh, to them, okay. <laughs> right? So you have to partner and work with people that have similar audiences and might be interested in what you're doing. So that's one really important thing to do. I go on other people's podcasts. I go on other people's YouTube, YouTube channels. I bring people onto my channel. And oh yeah. Tell us about that. Cause I've, I, I haven't seen many people do that to where you are, are you going on Zoom and then you're um, getting it shared into the group, right? Is that what you're doing with I for was interviews? Going on Zoom. Um, I'm using StreamYard now. StreamYard. Okay. Zoom doesn't have as high quality video, and StreamYard oh. be a little bit of a high more high quality program at this point for going live. So basically, what I do is I go live on StreamYard into the Facebook group that video is only available to members of the Facebook group for 24 hours. And then I post it on the YouTube channel. I share the YouTube channel link with whoever I interviewed and also my community and I share it in my newsletter. But just for like the first 24 hours, the interview is only available in the Facebook group live and you only get to ask questions live in the Facebook yeah. group. So it really adds value to what I'm doing in the Facebook group. And what I'm interviewing people about is what they do creatively and kind of trying to get them to talk about their path and their process so that if someone watching is inspired by what they do, they can maybe have an idea of how to get started on that path. Like what's one thing that they could do to get started if they are inspired by whoever's talking. I think that's really important. I'm trying to inspire people and motivate people to really explore whatever makes them feel curious or makes them interested. And that's one way that I'm trying to do that now in the Facebook group. Well, and it sounds like you're basically working to give them that concrete tips and things that you were looking for, yeah. um, which I think is really great. So um, is there a way that people can find you? I'm guessing your group. Sure. <laughs> okay. Of course, yes. I am showing up a lot in my group, Creative Life Scholars. I am on LinkedIn, Sam Kimberly on LinkedIn. I'm really working this week on developing my LinkedIn presence. I am on Instagram. I know lots of people like Instagram. I'm not the biggest fan of Instagram, but my art and my, my, pro, my general profile is on Instagram under Sam Kimberly and Sam Kimberly Designs. And um, I write on Medium. I have a huge following, well, not a huge following in comparison to other people, but I have a pretty good following on Medium, which is where all of my work, my written work is published. So I'm not a writer, so what is Medium? Yeah, so Medium is a blogging platform and it, it's, it was developed by the creators of Twitter. So oh, okay. it's, more like, it's for long form writing that okay. would fit in, in Twitter. Gotcha. 
Well, that's interesting. I didn't know about that. So, all right. Well, I just want to take a time to thank you for coming on. I think you gave us so much value about how to show up in groups, how to run a group, but also more so like how to get over the fear of just doing the thing and stepping out and exploring. I think you have an amazing story and I can't wait to check out um, some of these really like book studies that you're doing, which I think is the artist way the only one that you've done or are you doing other ones? So we had a whole program this year. We started with Don't Keep Your Day Job, and then we're doing You Are a Badass at Making Money right now. And the last book of the year is The Artist's Way. And the only we have three books because we go through them so thoroughly. We do yeah. a chapter a week, and we integrate them into our lives. It's not just... Yeah, you're implementing it. And right. that accountability part of the group probably helps you to implement it. I will must say, like, my favorite book you just said was um, How to Be a Badass. And I feel like that was the book that was, like, you know how, like, there's going to be, like, for you, the podcast or something where it just, like, clicks? Um, and I feel like that was the book for me. Uh, so if you... Are you doing these in the group, like under an event, or how, is this a separate group that you're branching out of your group for these book studies? So the, the Facebook group actually branched out of the book groups. Oh, the book okay. Group was the original thing, and then this Facebook group is kind of new. The book groups are still ongoing. The Artist Way, like I said, there are still some spots available for that one. And then I'm going to be doing it again next year, too. Okay, so are you making a separate group per... So that's on Slack. It's a, on it's Slack. a subscription. Yeah, it's a subscription okay. thing. It's a subscription program. So okay. it does cost. Yeah, the the Facebook or everything I do in there obviously is free, but the Facebook the um the book groups cost money to join. So it's more in depth. I meet with people one on one. Um, we have partners. It's like a really tight knit community. Yeah, and then so Slack charges or you charge for that? I charge for that. Because you're basically group coaching them through it, right? Right. And then where do you promote for that? Or you mentioned that the next one's not till August, right? So we... Yeah, so it's okay. on the website, creativelifescholars.com, okay. which I forget to mention. Yeah, right. <laughs> and I will be doing some promotion for the Artist's Way coming up here pretty soon. There are only a couple of spots left, I think four. So there aren't that many spots left. Okay. Um, yeah. So, but there's a bunch of new things that are going to be happening in the Facebook group. So definitely if you're interested, join that. Yeah. Well, I have a whole page of notes and I can't wait to um, kind of, I'm not a writer, but I at least try to get this onto a blog format for the people that aren't listening or don't have a podcast, you know, or a forum, I guess, to um, that don't listen to podcasts, but they read. <laughs> so that way we can reach more people. But um, all right. Well, I just want to thank you again. I think that you're doing great work and I can't wait to check out some, some more of your stuff. Thank all right. You. Well, um, until next time, wishing you joy and abundance, Angel. We had so much value to give you in today's show. I just wanted to give you these takeaways. Step one for boosting your engagement, be consistent. You need to show up and you need to be someone that they can count on. Number two, you can schedule out posts for the week so you don't get lost into the Facebook rabbit hole. This is especially smart if you want to have thankful Thursdays, freebie Fridays, a way for them to promote their businesses or their artwork or whatever it is they're working on. Um, another thing that I've seen lately is Mindset Mondays. Uh, I just started a tips and tutorial Tuesday because I think it's really helpful for us to get out in the world things that make our lives easier. 
So if you would like to check any of that out, definitely check out my group. Um, it is Multi-Passionate Mompreneurs over on Facebook. And then again, you can go check out, of course, Sam Kimberly's Creative Life Scholars. She has some awesome things going on there. And then number three way to boost your engagement is monthly challenges. And these are great ways to serve. Um, some examples that Sam gave us were energy, movement, declutter, and those are great things that can be somewhat even unrelated to your main goal of the group, but it's really serving them. Remember, your avatar is a complete person. They're not just just a businesswoman. They're not just a creative. They're not just, you know, this one piece. They have these multifacets. So the your challenges can speak to multiple areas of your avatar's life. Number four, book studies. And this is a great way to connect too. It also gives a way for, for you to kind of dive in deep and get to know each other, but also give give value and even for yourself. I mean, I love to multitask. So here's a way for you to serve each other, but for you to learn and, you know, grow too. And then the fifth way is to have live value integrated into your group. So whether that's a particular day where you go on StreamYard, like Sam mentioned, where you can have Q&As with some other person, connect and network, or maybe you are um, providing a service for your clients and then you have this free service where you go on and they're able to have unlimited access, well not unlimited, but for this Q&A session. And they know that that will be an extra perk in the group. Anyway, I hope that these helped you into getting comfortable with the idea of opening up a Facebook group and feeling like not so, so frustrated at the crickets. All right, well, before I go, I just want to remind you all that you are capable, you are strong, and you can do the hard stuff. Until next time, wishing you joy and abundance, Angel. Hey, Mama, before you go, if you found value in today's show or you learned something new, stop on over to iTunes and leave me a review. I love hearing what you're taking away from the show, and I'd love to connect with you on social media. You can find me over on Facebook at Angel McElhaney. Check out my name for that crazy spelling. And then also on Instagram, angel.mclehaney. I can't wait to see what you're doing in the world and to connect with you over there. 